sociologists that went around the world and asked men and boys of all different ages, of all different cultures, what does it mean to be a good man? Good man. And like if somebody were giving a eulogy and they said he was a good man, yeah. what does that mean to you? Then the sociologist said, okay, so what if I said to you, man up, be a real man? What does that mean? Yeah. And all of these guys said, oh, that's totally different. Welcome to the Danielle Hage podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Hage. Danielle is my mother-in-law and Nini to my three girls. She is a pastor, speaker, and founder of Dynamic Traits. She has over 40 years experience in family and marriage relationships. She's been married to Steve Hage for over 43 years. He travels the world preaching the gospel and together they pastor a church in Laguna Niguel, California. So welcome back, Danielle. Thank you. So glad you're here because we're going to follow up today with your interview with best-selling author, Professor Nancy Piercy. She wrote the book that you're going to tell us about, and we're just going to debrief the conversation you had because it was a very academic conversation. She stated all of this research, mm -hmm. which was so great and so impactful on what you're speaking to your audience. But let's unpack it and yeah. just talk about it a little bit and what we can do to better our relationships, again, based on this information that, right. that you guys talked about right. and that you read in her book. Okay, so first of all, the way that I even found out who Nancy Piercy was is I, on social media, I was accused of spreading toxic masculinity, which surprised me because I'd never heard the term. So I Googled it and, and there was such a thing I found. And it led me to Nancy's book because she wrote a book called The War on Toxic Masculinity. So I got her book, I listened to it, I read it, and then I did a whole teaching series on it at our church. And because it so supported everything that I believe and that I've been teaching for the last 20, over 20 years um, about men and women. And the, the video where I was accused of spreading toxic masculinity, I did use the word toxic. And I yeah. said that it's toxic for women to expect men to relate to their feelings the way a woman relates to her feelings. Yeah. Meaning there's just, there's a difference. It doesn't mean that men don't feel. It doesn't mean they don't have emotions. They just relate to them a little differently than women. That's all. And that is just because of the way our brains are set up and yeah. it's a biological thing. So got lots and lots of pushback from women on a lot of the stuff that I talk about on social media. And I think it's because there's this thing since the feminist movement came into play way back, what, in the 60s, that, you know, we don't need men. And what do we need men for? And that men are toxic. And it's just not true. There's yeah. a lot of good things from a man's masculinity that all of us will benefit from. So the way that they described toxic masculinity, the catch-all explanation for that mm -hmm. is it, that it means male sexism, dominance, aggression, and violence. Okay. That is nothing. That is not anything that I am advocating <laughs> in yeah. my life or yeah. on social media. So then it turns out that I learned through Nancy's book is that there are, there's two culturally driven scripts for men. Okay? Yeah, this was There's so interesting to very, me. Please, let's talk about this. Yes. And 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 there was a sociologist that went around the world mm -hmm. and asked men and boys of all different ages, of all different cultures, what does it mean to be a good man? A good man. And like if somebody were giving a eulogy and they said he was a good man, yeah. what does that mean to you? And all of these boys and men basically said the same thing. They said that it means honor, duty, 
integrity, sacrifice, do the right thing, stand up for the little guy, be a protector, be a provider, be generous, uh, give to others. And then the sociologist said, okay, so what if I said to you, man up, be a real man? What does that mean? Yeah. And all of these guys said, oh, that's totally different. Yeah. What does that mean? And they said, that means to be tough, be strong, never show weakness, don't cry, win at all costs, play through pain, be competitive, be, be rich, be successful, and get laid. Those are the words yeah. that they used. And that's very different. And not that all those things in the real man script are bad, but if they are, they've got to be tempered with morality and with the good man script, because there's times where men need to be tough and strong, yeah. you know, and, and yes, we need that from men. Yeah. But I think for women, the way this applies mm -hmm. to us and in the stuff that I teach and, and talk about on this podcast is that we need to affirm the good man qualities. Yeah, yeah. We need to affirm those things. And rather than what what women um, are known to do a lot is when we are afraid of men and their power, a lot of times women don't want to empower men because we're, we're afraid because we know they're bigger and stronger. And if they really want to, they could hurt us. So a lot of times if we, when we get nervous around uh, men, we get complainy and, and whiny and naggy and emasculating meaning that we tear them down. We try to disempower yeah. them through, you know, rolling our eyes when they're saying something or disrespecting them or comparing them to other men. Yeah. Complaining about them to other women. Or, Complaining or about them. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mocking them, belittling yeah. them, um, trying to teach them how to do things the right way yeah. when it yeah. comes to, you know, when it comes to our children, changing diapers or yeah. making the bed, you know, yeah. and all of that is emasculating. And we need to you know, my, um, if you get me on my soapbox, we yeah. need to affirm their masculinity, the, the good masculinity, the healthy masculinity. Of course, you know, we're not promoting the the negative parts, the, the toxic, toxic part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not, there you're is not toxic. promoting the yes. abuse, of the, course not. Yes. <laughs> the domineering, yes. the, um, you know, that even when you've talked about submission before, you know, people right. taking that through Twisting. the lens of toxic masculinity yep. of like, you know, a man is to, you know, a wife is to be uh, subservient to yes. their husband. At no, all you're costs, saying, no matter what. Right, right, right. And that's not even what the Bible says. No. But you've talked about the biggest needs for men are respect, honor. Yes. And she was saying the difference between the two, the good man script and the real man script is the good man script, the honor, the integrity, um, sticking up for the underdog, providing and protecting is innate in men. Yes. It's how we're designed. It's how God created right. men. It's in them. It's in their spirit. Yes. They all knew it all around the world. But this real man script of like, be tough, suck it up, show no emotion, you know, win big, win hard, mm -hmm. win fast is created through culture, through right. media. Right. And so there is this competing script that men have right. in their head of, I don't, you know, yeah, which, which one, one am we I? as women yeah. can... We yes. can enhance, right, and we can encourage yes. one or the other, and we right. want to enhance the good man script. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was just that was mind blowing right. for me, just to know, and it gives me more compassion and empathy towards yes. men. Yes, yes, because this isn't. I know we as women, and we watch the Barbie movie and that whole monologue by America. You know, danged if you do, and danged if you don't, if you're a woman. But this really brought to me to the reality of men feel that too, right. 
And right. we see that a lot on your social media and comments. Yeah. You know, yes. men are like, danged if I do, you know, like right. I'm trying to be a good man, but, right. but I'm going to get crapped on right. anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. The comments I get, and I'm talking about thousands of comments, the men saying, this is exactly how men are. And because I'm promoting men, I'm applauding yeah. men. Yeah. And women sometimes feel like you're like maybe I'm betraying the sisterhood of women mm -hmm. by doing this because in our culture, how, how it is today, hasn't always been that way, but how it is today, it's like we, you know, you're you, like what Nancy says in her book, you, there's articles and books being written saying, what do we need men for? Yeah. I hate men. We can do this Men should ourselves. just go away. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're, they're unnecessary. I think that that is Well, and science horrible. has allowed it. We can now have babies on our own. We right. can now provide for ourselves. We right. can get a home loan. We can do all the things right. that once we needed men for, we don't need them. Right. The media right. culture is telling us we yeah. don't need them anymore. Yeah. But, but here's what it goes back to. Yeah. Um, what we're seeing also in our culture is that as women age and get older, we're seeing a lot of older women from 50, 60, 70 years, 70 years old saying, you know what? I drank the Kool-Aid. I bought the lie yeah. of the feminist agenda and yes, I'm successful and yes, I'm alone now and I don't want to be alone. I have everything I need and I've done it all by myself, but I have nobody to share my life with yeah. as they get older. And they're saying, I did it wrong. Mm -hmm. And so we need to look at that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though women, you know, maybe we get equal pay and equal rights now for, you know, the same work and all that stuff. That's all good and great, but it doesn't work in romantic relationships. Right. Okay. We're not, we're not trying to, or we shouldn't be trying to, or let's say it this way. If you want a committed relationship, if you want to be married and you want a good relationship with a man, you've got to be a woman because opposites attract. Femininity yeah. attracts masculinity. Right. A masculine man is not going to be attracted to a masculine woman. All right. So that you got to pick which one do you want to be in the relationship? Yeah. Do you want to be the feminine or do you want to be the masculine? Every time I ask a woman that, even if she has a lot of masculine energy mm -hmm. because she's had to, because she's had to support herself yeah. and, you know, do for herself. They always say, I've never met a woman that says, I want to be the masculine. Mm -hmm. They always say, well, I want to be the feminine, yeah. but I need a masculine man. Well, if you want to be the feminine, let him be the masculine, be the one to receive and be maybe a little bit more passive. Passive is not negative. It's just saying you're letting them lead. You're giving them the right, the power, the authority to lead and, and do the work and make the decisions. And then for the men on their side, if you will do the emotional work, because so many women yeah. want more emotional intimacy from men. Mm -hmm. So men have to do their part too. Right. And they've got to learn how to show their feelings, to be vulnerable enough to do that. But it's not the men's fault it, that they don't have the, all these relationship skills yeah. because most of us raised boys yeah. with, with that real man script, mm -hmm. be yeah. tough, be strong, yeah. be competitive, right? right? It's right. what they were taught and how they were raised yeah. rather than, you know, I know when I was raising my kids and even with my grandkids, my, my son, I was like, if he wants to play with the doll, he can play with the doll. Like, I want him to learn to be sensitive yeah. with women. Now, I'm not saying that I went and bought dolls for him, but I would have. <laughs> I mean, to me, it was okay for, yeah. for a, um, a boy to show nurturance to, like, his pets yeah. and, and yeah. to be sweet and all that stuff. Yeah. But in the, in the generation before our generation, 
that I don't think was taught as much. And right. and still a lot of people don't teach that to their young boys. Right. So it's right. not even the guy's fault. It's, yeah. it's what our culture has taught them right. to be. Right. But it doesn't work in marriage. It doesn't work in a relationship. Yeah. So, so. okay. So what doesn't work in relationship then leads to divorce. And yeah. she talked a lot about divorce rate. She talked about um, that Christian statistic. So a lot of us in the media, we could just hear, you know, the divorce rate is just as high in Christian yeah. marriages as it is in secular marriages. Yeah. And so I listened to a podcast, uh, you know, recently that said something like 82% of men between 18 and 30 are not even dating because right. they're like, why would why? I? If that statistic is true and I'm a good Christian and I'm looking for a traditional Christian woman and she's yeah. not out there and we're going to end in divorce anyway, anyway, why would I waste my time, money, and right. energy on dating and having a relationship. But right. she breaks it down even further. That piece of the pie that's Christian, what did she say right. about that? Right. And I am so guilty of this. I have even said, yeah, it looks like statistically that Christians are divorcing as much mm -hmm. as people with that have no faith. And that is so wrong. And she points it out. She says they went back to the data yeah. and they found out that, you know, like when surveys are given and they'll say, you know, what is your ethnic background or your cultural background or your um, your beliefs, yeah, you know, and a lot background. of times uh, men, surveys given to men will check the Christian box because yeah. maybe their family was Christian, but they, they're not, they don't go to church. And so she said that, that nominal men, meaning in name only, these are the ones that check the Christian box yeah. because of their background, but that they rarely, if at all, ever attend church. Mm -hmm. So it skews the statistics because they say the Christian men that are church-going evangelical men, meaning they go to church like three times a month, um, are they have the lowest divorce rate yeah. and the lowest domestic violence mm -hmm. in their marriages, the lowest. And it says that the nominal men have more domestic violence and more divorce rates, higher divorce rates than even men that say that they're unbelievers. Isn't yeah. that amazing? Yeah. And it says that the nominal men hang around the fringes of the church world just long enough to hear headship, submission, oh. but they don't hang around long enough to hear what it means. And the iron what it actually means. iron. Yeah. So, so really oh. men need men leadership. Yes. Men, <laughs> yes. you know, men need iron, the iron sharpens iron. Right. I think as mom, I mean, when I hear that as a mom, it's like, okay, it's important to be in church, to be around yes. believers, to be in a like-minded community people. of like-mindedness. Right. Yes. And learning and growing in those communities where yeah. you believe what the Bible says and you really get the the correct uh interpretation <laughs> yeah. because there's a yeah. lot of misinterpretations on the scripture yeah. but and you really learn how what it means to love your wife mm -hmm. and connect with your children. And that's what I mean when I say you know they've got to do the emotional work. Right. The men that are really into going to church in the men's groups, that's where they're learning how to do the emotional yeah, work, yeah. how they're learning to understand women and, mm -hmm. and not dismiss their feelings, but to, um, you know, to, to understand women's feelings and to be able to relate to women's feelings rather mm -hmm. than just sh shrugging them off yeah. like they don't matter. And that's the biggest gripe of women, right? Mm -hmm. Is that emotionally we don't connect. He doesn't understand me. Yeah. I don't feel heard. I don't feel seen. All of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so so good. Uh, she did say that conservative women 
we're the happiest. Yeah, conservative Christian women. Christian women say say that they are the happiest in their marriages. Right. Yeah. 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 So really, when we look at that study, there's three parts to it. There's not two parts. It's not Christian and secular. It's secular Christians who say they're Christians, (laughs) and then Christians who are. Actually applying yeah, yeah. the word of God to their lives, yeah. to their marriages. Yeah. Absolutely. Incredible. Yeah. Okay. So um, she talked a little bit about men have the power to make or break relationships yes. um, because women work harder at relationships. And then she's talked about 80%, 86% of men do who do not respond in kind, meaning they do not accept influence from their wives. Mm-hmm. They don't consider their wives' thoughts and concerns and don't take that into account. Into account, mm-hmm. um, 80%, 86% of those marriages are likely to destruct. Right. So, right. I mean, I think that to That's me, big. that feeds into what you've talked about in submission. Submission right. is not just the man who makes the decisions and right. he's the one who lords over his whole home. It is this mutual right. submission. Right. So of talk taking, a little bit about that. Yeah. The men that take their wives' perspectives mm-hmm. into account have a way better chance at surviving marriage, you know, staying in marriage and not ending up in divorce. And there again, it goes to that, you know, you know, that we are to submit to one another. It's yeah. it, the Bible says to submit to one another. And then it says, yes, wives respect your husband, submit to your husbands, but husbands, you've got to love your wives. Yeah. And I always tell men, women will have no problem ever submitting. Yeah. If they feel safe with you, if they trust you, if you are loving them, biblically, the way the Bible teaches to love a woman and treating them as a queen and as a gift to you, submission is not an issue. It never will be. In in all the years that Steve and I have been married, 43 years, I can tell you on one hand how many times he has had to use that, I'm the boss, you need to submit. He's never had to say that to me. I mean, and if he does, if he says, because I disagree with a decision and he says, well, we're going to go ahead and go this way, I will defer to him because I look at him as the man of the house, even if I disagree. But I will say to him, okay, I don't agree with that decision. I don't trust that decision. I don't trust you right now, but I trust the God in you. And so I'm hoping (laughs) that you will hear from God and you'll make the right decision. And there's been times where he's gone ahead and he has come back. And he'll say this publicly. He has come back and said, those were the times that I went the wrong way. I made the wrong decision. I should have listened to her. And I'm not saying I'm right all the time. Heavens no, I'm not. But there's times where I'm not sure. So I'll go with him because I don't really know either. Well, if he truly understands submission himself, he submitted under God yes. and under God's authority. Yes. So when we as wives can ultimately be submitted to God and understand that yeah. he's God's child. I mean, right. I remember getting married and within the first few months being like, I'm, I I don't want to be his mom. You know, I don't want to be my husband's <laughs> yeah. mom. I'm not going to nag him. And it sometimes is a daily prayer, like, God, he's your son. Like, That's right. You correct him. Right. You, you figure deal this with out. Him. You, yeah, you deal with him. Because I'm not going to deal with him in that way because that's just going to come across emasculating. Right. That's going to erode at our marriage. Right. And as a wife, that's where I do submit. Like, if you're hearing from God, there's things we've done in our marriage, moves we've made, you know, leaps and jumps we've made in our lives that I'm, at the time I'm like, same thing. Okay. I <laughs> yeah. trust God. But that's where a nominal man, yes. a nominal Christian man versus a man who is submitted and has right. strong Christian men around him yes. where I know my husband is getting wisdom. Right. He's hearing from God and I can trust that in him. Therefore, I can trust him. Right. And if you are a single woman, 
I want you to hear what I'm going to say next, okay? Because I say this all the time to singles. Don't ever marry a man that you don't trust him enough to submit to him, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Don't marry a man that you don't respect enough to defer to him in certain areas, yeah. okay? If you can't trust him, you don't respect him, why would you marry him? And number two, don't marry a man who is not submitted to a higher power, a higher authority, which would is God. Don't marry a man that doesn't have other men around him that he has holds in high regard, high respect, because those men will end up being your advocate. If you, you don't want a guy who has no other men, whether it be his dad or a boss or yeah. a pastor or a really good friend, yeah. somebody that he really respects that if they come to him and say, no, you're wrong, he's going to go, okay. Yeah. Okay, and and listen to them because because it'll it'll benefit you <laughs> in the long run that knowing he is humble enough to have good men around him yeah. and he's still learning he'll he looks up to them and he will comply to what mm-hmm. they say especially when they've got your back. I was talking to a woman one time who had she was newer in her marriage and she got so upset at her husband because he went and talked about some of their. Stuff, stuff, <laughs> financial, whatever, big yeah. decisions, job changes, all of that to his dad, who mm-hmm. she knew before getting married, they had a very, very close relationship. And all of a sudden she's like, no, now he's mine. You don't right. talk about this with mm. anybody else. And I just said, that's one of the difference makers of my relationship. I am so thankful that my husband has his dad to call, who's his spiritual pastor, leader, mentor, and dad. Right. right. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've Pray God, you know, like speak to him because this is, this can't come from me kind of same thing I was talking about before, but he'd walk in the door either from work or, you know, out with other men or a phone call conversation. Like you wouldn't believe what we talked about. And I, I was, I was thinking about this the wrong way. And they really changed my perspective on this. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. It didn't have to come from me in a nagging voice. Right. It came from men who he's going to hear it from. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Really good. So good. Was there anything else that um, Nancy talked about that really, I know you you yeah, loved her book. I did. Really I did because it, it. I, I feel like she's got all the research, all the numbers. Oh, I know. Yeah. I was going to tell you about this, which we did talk about in the interview with her also, um, that we were talking about how men have the power to make or break yeah. a oh, relationship, yeah. a marriage. Yeah. And I know for me, I put a lot of that on women because I feel like women a lot of times can be a huge part of the problem, which- they can, yeah. but ultimately the responsibility falls on the men. And the way they even realized this was through psychologist John Gottman. And he is not his research, he is not, he can tell if a couple, when he meets a couple, if they are going to divorce within the first two, 15 minutes of meeting them. And his, he has a 93.6 accuracy rate. And he can even say how long their marriage is going to last. Wow. Isn't that Based amazing? Yeah, because yeah. he he brings these couples into what looks like a bed and breakfast, but it's actually a lab. And he wires them up and he monitors their heart rates, their blood pressure, all the different things. Yeah. And he has them have a conversation. And he says, it's normally the men who won't respond. They're the ones who will not listen to their wives. Not that their wives have to call the shots, but yeah. at least take their wives' perspective yeah. into account. And he, so he says the women are the ones they do. The women are the ones that read the relationship books. Yeah. yeah. 
I've read all the relationship the books. My husband's read none therapy. of them. Yeah. The women's mm-hmm. will seek out cance- counseling. They'll seek out pastoral advice before men, usually, not yeah. always, but usually. So the women are the ones they're wanting to be respectful of their men. They want, they, even when they're in unstable marriages, it's the women that are trying to get the emotional intimacy from the men, yeah. even when their marriages aren't happy. They're trying to do the work. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it all comes down to, is the man going to respond? Mm-hmm. Is he going to respond to her? And the men that don't, those are the marriages that self-destruct. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Okay. I loved the interview. Yeah, I did too. I got to watch I did um, from another room yeah. and just take notes. Yeah. And it was a lot of great information. Of course, everything you've taught me um, and that you're teaching our audience is just so, so valuable. Yeah. And then just to add some of the research behind it, it right. just gives fuel to the fire of why this is so important, um, why we need to work on our relationships and understand the design of men and women yes. and how we can fit together. And um, so thank you, everybody yes. who's watching today. If something struck with you and, um, you know, something popped up, go back and also please watch that interview with um, Professor Nancy Piercy. Look for her book where you can buy books on Amazon. And um, if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and hit the notification bell. And we'll let you know as soon as a new episode is available every week. It helps us if you leave a comment and leave any questions you have down below. And make sure you follow Danielle on Instagram and Facebook.